This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, everybody. Holiday weekend, New Year's Eve, getting ready to ring in 2022. We've got college semifinal games to talk about, other important bowl games, and week 17 in the National Football League. And it is not the final week because of the expanded schedule. We are going to talk about all of it. It is great to be back with Mike and all of you on The Odds Couple. It's Carmen and Mike for the next hour. Um, We'd be remiss if we didn't start uh, the way we've started all of the shows for the last 48 hours or so on this radio station, Mike, and that's talking about uh, our great friend Jeff Dickerson. I, mm-hmm. I saw you on social media sharing stories about playing at that golf outing a couple mm-hmm. of years ago after J.D.'s wife had passed, and we dedicated it to Caitlin, and mm-hmm. you played golf with J.D. I, I don't even, I won't give the exact number, but I trust me, everybody, when I tell you Mike's generosity that day was, uh, for the people who know Mike, wouldn't be surprised. But you were incredible that day, and I, and I remember you playing golf with Parker and JD that day. And it's just what we're all experiencing right now, Mike, is beyond tragic. Yeah, it's a heartbreaker, Carm. It's a heartbreaker. I, I, it's not important what I donated, what I saw that day, uh, in honor of uh, Parker's mother and Jeff's wife. Um, every kid should have a father like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we all would like our fathers to be completely 100% attentive to us. Of course, uh, my situation was never like that. You know, my dad had good days, my dad had bad days, like anybody else. But what I saw those two, it was worth everything to me. And I never thought in my wildest dreams. And I, Randy told me about it last week. I'm still not over it. Mm-hmm. And I never thought in my wildest dreams that two years later I'm... I'm now going to go fund me yeah for for jeff i don't understand it uh as far as god's concerned and i'm just honest he can take a walk for a couple weeks i'm not ready for him yet uh he's grounded in my world uh because uh, of what's happened to parker and i know that they'll try to tell you there's reasons i can't come up with one it boggles my mind it boggles my imagination i had the pleasure and the honor of working with Jeff at the score back in the day. Hmm. I remember a certain incident where they were all getting together. We're having trouble getting guests. Why? Because of the hosts. They're bombing away. You know, they used to have those meetings all the way from Greenberg on. That's... You know what I mean? You know, I, I'm going up to Wanstead. He wants nothing to do with you. You know, stuff like that. And uh, I remember when Jeff started, not as stocky as he was, looked the same. And it's the last thing I expected to hear was was this. And I... I got to tell you, I know that uh, a lot of people wrote great about it, and I know that there was an our uh, deal in the Sun-Times, and I know Jeff Agris did a good job mm-hmm. for the top media stories. Uh, that was already pre-planned. I know that Jeff and uh, other columnists did a great job writing uh, about Jeff Dickerson. 
uh, uh, anyway. But that's the number one media story of the year, the way that the Chicago people have bandied around with uh, with Parker and have donated over a million dollars. And i got to give ESPN 1000 and all you guys credit. I was not as close with him, although I was in certain ways when we played golf and stuff. We had a great day, as you guys were. So it's had to been a tremendously hard week uh, for you yeah. guys. And uh, I just wish he, Parker... Nothing but the best in uh, the Dickerson family. It's incredibly well said, Mike, and uh, you're right about the, the GoFundMe and the money that's been raised, <laughs> the outpouring of uh, support. I mean, Unreal. It, it is. I, mean, I, I like in, 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 you know, a, in a few days to raise a million dollars to see NFL teams that, you know, Jeffrey Lurie and, and Jim yep. Irsay and, the, and oh, Daniel I'm Snyder. I'm a big Jim Irsay fan now. Oh, my God, how about it? I mean, I mean, I can never, I mean, I used to crack jokes about the guy. You know, when they found the money in the bag and he had the problems, he looked like a country western singer. I have nothing but the ultimate respect for all these teams. Uh, And I know the Bears stepped up uh, also and the other teams. Uh, So I just think it's been great as far as that goes. But you can't – I can't even imagine uh, the the gist of what Parker's going through right now. And uh, I just wish – Parker and I'll we'll all keep tabs on him. Yes. Wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, absolutely right. So uh, we miss JD. We're going to miss yep. him forever. But um, yeah, we've got uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of stuff that we want to talk to the listeners about uh, yep. today here. Uh, you know, for our final odds couple of. 2021. 20, uh, uh, it's great to be back with you guys, Randy. Uh, thanks for picking up the slack Randy, the last couple I'm of fired. weeks. Yeah. We went, now, last week I go one and three. Randy goes 0 and 1. Now, bottom line is this, folks. I'm 30 and 29 and 2. I haven't had a losing year in five years. And especially on the show. Now, here's the deal, though. And Randy's like 12 and 5. Carmen's 22 and 10. We're we're 64 and 44, 20 over 500. But I'm going to tell everybody this right now. I know why I've. This is a good year for a lot of people. For me, I'm proud of the year I'm having because I took New Orleans last week, Carm. I mean,. My system's built on depth of the football team, Yeah, the middle-of-the-road football team. It's not built for the fourth-string quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. It's not built for 22 players on right. COVID when they it, have to it, play. I mean, it's, it's not. It's not built for 135 COVID <laughs> right. protocols right. in one week. So the fact that I'm even above 500, I consider a miracle. Since three of my teams were affected by the COVID situation uh, last And now I find out that the Minnesota Vikings are out with Kirk Cousins. He's done. For this year, as far as next week, it just broke. Uh, Adam Schefter. Now, uh, maybe Randy could look it up, but uh, he's got COVID now, from what I'm understanding. Kirk Cousins is out. That's just yeah, true. He's my out. Kid. How about um, that? He tested positive, and I it's mean, that, one of my plays coming was, in. You know, that's the crazy thing. It's it. It made my board too. Mike, uh, yes. I wonder if we have the same play. I mean, Sean I, I, Mannion now? I, I know. Is this what we're talking about? It's, it's the worst product you can imagine. And now, uh, you know, I don't know if he was vaccinated, if he wasn't vaccinated, but just before we went on the air, I saw that. Yeah. It, I go, you got to be kidding me. It's one of my plays. Just like last week, too. I mean, New Orleans. How do you only make New Orleans four and a half? I know we'll get to the college in a minute. But how do you have a fourth-string quarterback who hasn't played? And you only jack it from three to four and a half to five? Right. Come on. I the guess NFL's a lot of, been caught with their pants down, the handicappers. A lot of faith in, or too much even, maybe even in Sean Payton's ability to pull off something mm-hmm. uh, magical. Because, yeah, that just, uh, it, it was awful from the word go. And 
uh, for Ian Book. And, boy, there's like a stat that Notre Dame quarterbacks have lost like 24 straight NFL starts. I think I saw that stat uh, yes. after Ian Book. I mean, that's unbelievable. Well, how but... about this? We still now we're going to talk about the college teams. We're just hoping everybody's okay. What UCLA well, did was unconscionable. Right, three hours before the Holiday Bowl. You're, you're traveling all over the yeah. country, kids from all over playing for UCLA. I mean, what they did was unconscionable. College football, once again, can never get anything right. So Mike and I are taping this Friday morning. We're a couple hours away from the Cotton Bowl. That's game right. one. The Orange Bowl will follow. Those are the big ones that we want to talk about for today. And, yeah, I mean, I, we haven't heard anything yet. Uh, will well, anything change in the next few hours? It you could. Certainly, you, it could. You hope not. Somebody, uh, let, gets, somebody gets a cold. Every uh, eighty thousand people get inconvenienced. I mean, uh, like we're gonna get, we're gonna all be waiting. I think with bated breath here, inching up towards the start of the game of the the first game. That's the Cotton Bowl from yeah. Dallas, from AT and T. Uh, it is Bama laying uh, thirteen and a half against Cincinnati. Uh, look, I, I you know if you've listened to this show and this podcast, you know we've talked about Cincinnati a lot. I've liked Cincinnati a lot. Yeah. Cincinnati's got pros. Uh, on that roster. They've got a couple of guys on the defensive side of the ball that will play on Sunday. Desmond Ritter is going to get a chance to play somewhere uh, in the NFL at quarterback. There's a lot of talent. There's, there's, There's a lot of size and strength, and they can play power football on both sides of uh, the line, on their offensive and defensive line. Most of these games have been blowouts, Mike. I mean, they've been pretty chalky. 11 of the 14 semifinal games have been decided by at least 11 points, but something tells me the Bearcats are going to hang with Alabama and keep it close, and I think we're going to get a good game in this first one Well, I hope we get a good game because, you know, people will start saying, see, you can't let the small schools in. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I got news for everybody. The big schools have been getting beat by Alabama by a total of 20 points. Okay? So let's knock off that nonsense, number one. Number two, there'll always be room now with the small schools since they're going to expand the playoffs eventually. They're going to get it right sooner or later. That being said, there may be only one, two, or three good teams in the whole college football division. Uh, And what we're seeing now, I'd like to say, I I think if somebody is going to cover the spread this weekend, okay, between Mm -hmm. these, these two games... I think Cincinnati's got the best shot, Carm. I, like I really it. do. I'm with you. I do. I'm uh, a little half-unit play for me on the yeah. Bearcats, getting it's the small. 13 and a half. They're 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games as an underdog. Um, they've got an incredible cornerback named Sauce Gardner who's probably going to be a first-round pick. You'd imagine he'll follow Jameson Williams all over the field because John Mechie is out for Alabama. Um, look, I, I know Bama's dripping with talent. We saw that on display when they lit up Georgia, and if Bryce Young has a game like that, it might be they, they just might be unstoppable, and, and mm-hmm. it might be too much to handle. But I'm going to roll with the, the dog here. I think it's they've had a, a few weeks to prepare and talk about it, and I think they still want to prove to the country that they belong in this game. To your point, Mike, that, yeah, they, they might be – you know, one of those smaller schools and the first ever uh, out of the Power Five to be in this opportunity. I think they believe in themselves, and I think they want to show the world and show the country today just how good they are. Well, so I, I, I totally at, agree with Mike. I look at Alabama, and I look at Alabama, and they they, they, they should have lost to Auburn. They should have. Right. And then I see Houston beat Auburn. And then I see that the SEC is one and four. Yep. Okay. And uh, once again, it's a one or two team league. I've always said that. Maybe one with just Alabama. Who knows? That being said, I'm looking at the situation. I see what Cincinnati did against SMU. I see what Cincinnati did against Houston. Mm-hmm. I see what Cincinnati did against tremendous pressure to back, back in the day, the media. Oh, they got to win. They got to put up style points. Uh, you know what? I give the head coach credit. He said, don't worry about style points. Points just win the game will take care of itself, and 
that's what it did. So I think because of the pressure situation every single week, I do like them within the two, but I don't have enough faith because of the history of the playoff system, the way it's been put in, to put a ton of dough on it. Yeah. It's it's like a half a unit or one yep. unit. And, and and hope to God there's a there, you know the game's close and entertaining. Right, yeah. And then the Orange Bowl tonight, what a run it's been this year for Michigan. I mean, they flipped the script. Um, they really have. It's been great for Harbaugh. They're a perfect 5-0 and straight up and against the numbers since the only loss, the MSU loss back in October. Michigan's 11-2 and against the number this year. And here they are getting a little bit more than a touchdown. Georgia licking its wounds after uh, getting its uh, you know teeth kicked in by Alabama. Mm-hmm. These two teams rank first and fourth in the country in overall efficiency, first and fourth. I mean, these are two really good teams. And to me, the big question is, can Michigan run the ball against that Georgia D? If they can, you know that's their bread and butter. And if they can do it, they're going to be in this game with a chance to pull the upset, I think, Mike. I think Georgia beats them. Okay. And I think Georgia, uh, I'm going to take them on the money line, which money is minus line 300. Okay. It's a minus 300 play. If I put a if I put 100 down and Georgia loses outright, I lose $300. I'm willing to lo- play with that. That being said, if uh, I was going to play the number, I'm playing Georgia. Uh, I heard, you know, listening with handicapping is important, too. We've talked about that, Carmen. We can have all mm-hmm. the trends and everything we want. For instance, uh, I watched, I had South Carolina yesterday. And I didn't know who to pick in that game, okay? But I heard Mac Jones and Shane Beaver, who's the other coach for South Carolina, Mac Jones from North Carolina, talk before the game. And Mac, you mean Mac, told, Mac Brown, you mean? Mac Brown, I mean, I'm yes. sorry, Mac, Mac Brown. Brown. I'm sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Mac Brown, thanks, Randy. Mac Brown uh, talking about, oh, Frank and his wife, you know, his father, dear friends of ours, right, right. great friends of ours. I've known Shane since he was a little tight. I put a ton on South Carolina. <laughs> they won awesome. outright. That's Besides awesome. the fact that I... I don't think that uh, uh, Mac Brown wanted the mayonnaise on him. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The mayo but, bath, yeah. But, but it's about listening, right? Here's what I heard this morning. Jim Harbaugh, I saw an interview, and, and, and somebody sort of alluded, well, you got the monkey off your back. Now you can relax. You beat Ohio State. That's not what you want. Mm-mm. No. That's not what you want. I heard them. I, they're basically saying they got the monkey off their head. No, they don't. They're playing a great team in Georgia. From a quarterback, by the way, the Georgia quarterback, I don't think he'll That's be this yeah. bad this time. He's been abused yes, he over been. the last two weeks. I think he's on a mission. I'm pounding Georgia. There you go. Mikey likes Georgia there. So there's uh, our, our feelings on the two games today. We'll talk about some of the New Year's Day bowl games, and also uh, we'll, we'll work our way through uh, the Week 17 card in the NFL, which is not that sexy of a card, but no. we're, we're going to talk about a lot of the games. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting warmed up, getting you set for the big holiday weekend. Happy New Year, everyone. It's The Odds Couple with Mike and Carmen, presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Back inside the Odds Couple, everyone. It is Carmen DeFelco and Mike North with you each and every week. We are presented by PropSwap. And a big Happy New Year. All the college uh, bowl games this weekend. The National Football League with two final weeks before the playoffs start. So good times to be a sports fan. And it's time to get uh, the latest on what's hot. 
and what's not at PropSwap.com. Everything's always hot on that PropSwap app. We say hello to one of the founding members and our great friend, our guest each and every week, Luke Pergandy. Oh, pop the bubbly New Year. Hey, Mike. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, pal. Big plans for tonight. You laying low. You watch. What are you? What are you doing, my man? Yeah, there's a there's a show. It's in Pilsen. Um, it's called the Radius. It's like a new venue that popped up. It's really nice. Um, so yeah, just going to see a show over over in Pilsen. It's kind of like by Bridgeport, but. Yeah. They did a nice job. Fantastic. Well, uh, we wish you and uh, your family a happy New Year, yep. buddy. Let's talk about uh, – we got two weeks to go in the NFL season, and Aaron Rodgers is the favorite once again yeah. to win the MVP award. Uh, you know, Mike and I talk about all the time how hard it is for a running back to win this award, but uh, most places and most shops have Jonathan Taylor as the second choice. Tom Brady, who still leads the league in touchdown passes and passing yards, I think has a shot, although only three touchdowns in his last three games probably doesn't bode well right now. Um, what's the action like in terms of volume of tickets being bought and sold for NFL MVP right now? Yeah, so you got number 12 in Green Bay. He is now minus money, uh, which is just crazy because obviously he won this last year. Um, so in my opinion, he has a higher hurdle to clear to win it back-to-back just because we just gave him the trophy. Um, so if I had an Aaron Rodgers MVP ticket, I would be selling that certainly at minus money. If I can you know, sell it at minus 200 odds um, with the season that Jonathan Taylor is having over in Indianapolis, I- I'd be selling that. Uh, and then to your point, Brady is right on his heels as well. Uh, guy's 44 years old. Obviously, how many seasons more is this guy going to play? Um, so I'd be selling – uh, Rodgers, and I'd be buying up Brady and Jonathan Taylor right now just because Jonathan Taylor's season is out of control. Uh, you know, Indy starts out one and four and then just goes on a tear in, you know, November and December. The Colts look awesome. You know, let's talk about Coach of the Year, too, because I, I got two guys in mind. First of all, Andy Reid still has some pretty good odds, folks. I don't know if he's got a shot because they got off to that rough start, but then he adjusted. The defense got better. Mahomes got himself in a rhythm. But let's talk about Mike Vrabel, too. Here's a guy that nobody mm-hmm. even talks about. Are there, is there Mike Vrabel action? I mean, he's not even a, a popular pick, if so to speak, or a marquee type of pick, Luca. Is, is there Mike Vrabel tickets out there? Yeah, yeah, we've seen some of those. I mean, it's, the coach of the year is an interesting race this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Flores yeah. is yeah. interesting because he, you know, they started out, he's won like eight in a row, I they believe. Eight, yeah, they were one in seven. Yeah, like that's a crazy story. Uh, Bill Belichick having this good of a season with the rookie quarterback is super interesting. Uh, to your point, Vrabel doing what they're doing without, you know, of course, Derrick Henry for the last eight games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <sighs> Coach of the Year is is, is super intriguing. Uh, we, we saw Brian Flores take it get posted. He took it down. He's going to post it back. He got 300 to 1 odds Wow, on Brian Flores. Flores is like 5 to 1 now. Yeah. Um, so that should be surfacing. The sale price would be twenty thousand dollars. It would cash for three hundred thousand um, if he wins. So just a monster ticket. You'll get a better read of him against Tennessee this week because if you've looked at the teams they've beaten and I the quarterbacks right. they've beaten, yep. Miami's had a cakewalk. I'm not taking Agreed. anything away Agreed. from winning seven in a row, but uh, you know what? We'll find out this week if Tennessee gives him a beating. I think he drops. So if I'm people on prop swap, I'm putting that. Ticket for sale. Oh, that guy should be yeah. yeah. You got to put it up, folks. I'm with Mike. They right. got to go on the road at Tennessee. That's yep. that's an excellent point. But uh, that's an incredible ticket. Look for that one. Um, 
you know, this NFL season is is longer than it's ever been. It's a couple of years from now we're going to talk about it being even longer. They're going to go to 18 games oh, in 19 God. weeks. I know. I, You know, and so in October, Luke, it, it's hard to really know who's good, who's not, who's going to peak at the right time, who's not, who's mm-hmm. going to win the, the war of attrition. But, you know, if you go back to around Halloween, uh, you know, we're talking about Andy Reid and the Chiefs. They were three and four, guys. And now yeah. here we are. Yeah. It's, it's New Year's. Guess who the Super Bowl favorite is? It's the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you know, we, we were talking back. I remember when you'd come on, like, around that time in October, November, and all of a sudden you're like, man, 12, 14 yeah, to 1. Yeah, they're 18 for the, to 1. Right? I mean, 18 to 1. Yeah. And he's Chiefs. still got pretty high odds, Andy Reid, doesn't he, he, to win he, this thing? He does. But, man, I, I wish I would have listened to my own advice and been like, why not just buy a ticket at 18 to 1? When are you going to yeah. get the Chiefs at 18 to 1 yeah. to win the Super Bowl? I mean, that if you bought one of those then, it's a valuable time to post that on the site, I would think. Totally. No, I mean, there was... You know, when are we ever going to see a Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs team with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey healthy? Like, with those two healthy and Mahomes playing, like, mm-hmm. that team should never be 18-1. to 1. Right, um, exactly. Yeah, people, if you bought the dip on that, that's worth a ton of money right now. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, Luke, my man, enjoy the weekend, buddy, and uh, yeah, buddy. thank you for everything. Have a, a wonderful new year. We appreciate the friendship, the partnership with the radio yep. station, with the odds couple, and uh, we'll be back together again in 2022, and we look forward to it. All right, pal? Us as well. I appreciate it, guys. Happy New Year. Happy too, New buddy. Year. Luke. There's Luke. Oh, Pop the bubbly. I, oh. <laughs> I love it. God. I love Luke and Ian. Oh. They're great dudes. We love PropSwap. Yeah. PropSwap.com. Download the app. So you, I think you hit it on the head with the Dolphins, too. Like, I, you know, I had a Brian Flores Coach of the Year ticket a year ago. I think he finished second. That one didn't cash. I don't know that it's going to cash this year. If you do have it, I think Lafleur's got a good shot. They've beaten second-string quarterbacks, you guys like it. Houston with Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor back in the day or whatever. I mean, they're playing nothing but a, the wins that they've had are nobodies. If they win this week, he's got a shot, but I think they're going to get spanked. That's just my opinion. No, I mean, you nailed it. They beat the Giants, the Panthers, the Saints with Ian Book. Um, I, I know it's a cool story. They were 1-7. and seven and The Panthers? The, yeah, I mean, the Panthers are trash right with now. With Cam Newton? Uh, uh, two of those wins are against the Jets. You know, I mean, it's just like yeah, with uh, Don, uh, with uh, with uh, Zach Wilson, exactly. When and the look, other one was with Flacco. Uh, yeah, I believe that's the right. other one I was with right Flacco. That. That's when, right. When you look at I'm the on my game the today, you are on your game. Well, I wanted pressure. You've been gone for a couple weeks. Where'd you go, by the way? Turks and Caicos. I, I think there was a bar by that name on Montrose there and Central. My God, what is that? It Whatever is a, happened to going to Florida? <laughs> Whatever happened to going to the Bahamas? You know, it's Turks like we, and Caicos. Turks and Caicos. I mean, it's. Yeah. Uh, Do it's, they have their own army? It's. Tro- I don't know. Don't I don't go one. places where they don't have an army. It's. Tro- it's a tropical paradise. It, oh, I, I bet it is. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was great. Did you I get mean, golden brown like golden you usually tan, do? Yes, yeah, the kids loved it. How it were the, how were the ladies? Were they very uh, attractive out there? Uh, or they, they they all. But my, my wife was the most attractive, but of they course. all were. Yes, of course. Yeah. No, it, it it's just you know you you get to, you know uh, what I mean. Everybody thinks now they're just looking at you through the radio. We know that <laughs> you have to give the wife the complimentary thing. I get it. You know, we love our wives. That's why we married them. They're the best thing that ever right. happened to us. That's right. But you I'm just a, asking. I didn't ask about. I, I I'm glad she looked good. You know, you know what's amazing, though? You go to a place um, in the tropics in, yeah. in December, and everything's green, and mm-hmm. the sun's out. And, you're and like, then you oh. fly back. Oh, my God. You fly back, and it's gray, oh. and it's drab, and it's I dark. go to New Orleans or Vegas back oh. in the day when, 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 when you know, when I spent money uh, two-fifths at a time, and I'd take the crew with me and everything, and then we come back. 
And then it's just like, a, like oh, my oh, God. Yeah, right. Right? Exactly. Absolutely. Um, all right, Mike and I have a ton of games that we want to talk to everybody yep. about. we got more bowl games. We've got uh, week 16 in the NFL and Bears and Giants, which is uh, a real stinker on paper. And it oh, probably God. will be on Don't beat the first. <laughs> doesn't beat the first Bear-Giant game I went to back in 1963 for the title. Oh, my gosh. How, How things have that? changed. How things have changed is oh, right. Oh, yeah. So we'll talk about all that fun action. Don't go anywhere, folks. we got a lot to do. We're getting you set for the big weekend uh, that is upon us. We're talking sports gambling with you. We do it each and every week. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Props. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. On ESPN 1000, or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. Make sure you follow Mike on Twitter. He is at north to north I'm at Carmen DeFalco. You can always... Hit us up there. Uh, we have so many games that we want to talk about. Uh, Happy New Year's to everybody. Uh, Jan won bowl games, the Rose Bowl. Uh, you know, here here's part of the problem that I think a lot of people uh, saw coming when they decided to go to the playoff. And I like the playoff, Mike. And, uh, you know, you said it earlier. They're going to expand. They probably will. There's too much at stake. I think it's nice to have a, a tournament to decide a champion. That the but, playoff should be t- t- on New Year's. Well, I totally agree with you. I'm it's sorry, we- the sanctity weird. of the Rose Bowl, take a st- I understand. But, I mean, you got to figure something out. You can't be playing. I mean, I'm going to watch the game today. But, I mean, one game's, what, at 3.30? I mean, uh, I mean, the other day, one game was at 3.30 and the other one's later. 2.30, you know? yeah, 7.30, yeah, exactly. But, you know, it. What all of a sudden, the Rose Bowl doesn't become no. a very meaningful bowl game. And when I say that, all you have to do is look at what's going on here between Utah and Ohio State. First of all, the line move has occurred because of all the dropouts here for the Buckeyes. This was a, about a touchdown spread. It's down to Ohio State lane four. A lot of people think Utah is going to win this game outright. Chris Olave, uh, Garrett Wilson, the two superstar receivers for Ohio State, are opting out. They're focusing on the NFL. They also lost an, of- an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman. And you know, when Ohio State all of a sudden is not playing for a national championship in the playoff, the Rose Bowl's kind of like, eh, it's an afterthought, and two of the bis- biggest stars in college football aren't going to play in this game. Yeah, New Year's uh, you know, and I, you know, I, I said this to Randy last week, the, the guy Pickett, I'm sorry, you know what, you got one game left, I know you don't want to get hurt and everything else, but you got a chance to play on national TV, uh, you know, you went to school to be with your guys and stuff, so this this stuff turns me off. Yeah. I know taking, you're taking a chance, but there's stuff like insurance I really haven't seen but one or two, maybe Willis McGay back in the day, who, uh, who came back and had a 16-year career. You don't see many careers ended on your final game in college. You really don't. Um, so I, I have a problem with that. I'm not going to touch this game, just to, just like I didn't touch the, the pit game the other day because of that. Yeah. Uh, you got to have your full complement of players, and when I don't see that, I, I, you know, when when your other players, when your star players don't play, Carm, that brings down the other guys too. Yeah, I think it can. I think that's a good point. Well, and just I think... think about like, let's say the five of us—me, you, Randy, Luke, and Jimmy—are going to play in a basketball game, and all of a sudden, Luke or somebody opts out. 
okay, from this basketball game we were going to play. Well, it's, it gets into your head a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I just don't like it. I, I really don't. I understand it's a business move. Uh, but, man, uh, that's your time to shine in the sun. That yep. really is. A lot of people think Utah, pretty good live dog there. Yeah. Fiesta Bowl. Uh, fi- I think the Fiesta Bowl's got a chance to be decent. I mean, Oklahoma State and Notre Dame here. Notre Dame is a small uh, two-point <laughs> favorite. I don't get um, that. Yeah, I mean, I think Irish may be looking to make a little bit of a statement with Marcus Freeman as head coach now, considering the way uh, Brian Kelly left. But uh, they also have a significant opt-out. Their best running back, their leading rusher, has opted out of this game. All I'll say is, is I'll give everybody a trend real quick on this game. I mean, the Cowboys' defense we know is just relentless. They did lose their D coordinator, Jim Knowles. He, he left the program to go to Ohio State. But okay. I think the Cowboys' uh, defense is legit and relentless. Yep. I'll give everybody a trend here real quick on Mike Gundy getting points. Now, granted, they're just a short underdog here, but still, Mike Gundy and the Cowboys have been terrific in recent years as underdogs. The last 20 times uh, Gundy and the Cowboys have been a dog, they are 13-7 and straight up and 16-4 and against the number. So they've been really, really good in this spot, and I think they're going to give Notre Dame a hell of a game. I do, too. I think Oklahoma State's got a good chance to win. I'd lean Oklahoma yeah. State. I'm you can you. talk about uh, Freeman all you want. You know what? He's coaching as a head coach in a big ball game against a very good head coach in Mike Gundy and a very good football team. I rode with Oklahoma State a couple times this year based on what I heard from a guy named Tim Brando mm-hmm. who was doing their game, and in the preview he said he had they had one of the best defenses in college football. I bet that week, and they didn't disappoint me, and I think that's maybe the way it might go. I think a lot of the action is going to go on Notre Dame because of the new head coach. Sugar Bowl features Baylor and Ole Miss. Uh, could mm. be a little bit of a showcase game here for Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral as he gets ready to go into the NFL. Uh, one last chance to really impress teams and scouts and things like that. Ole Miss, another short favorite here. Minus one and a half against Baylor. The total is 55 and a half. Listen to this, everybody. Baylor has played four straight games to the under. The last seven Ole Miss games have gone under, but the, the thing is most of Ole Miss's games are usually a total of about 67 or 70. That's why most of them have gone under. So real heavy under trends in this game. I don't have too much of a feeling no. one way or another, um, although I do think it could be a somewhat compelling game, the Sugar Bowl. On, uh, I'll tell you what, night. the SEC's having issues in bowl yeah. games, and uh, this one I have no feeling on. I uh, that you know there's so been so many bowl games and you know what you don't have to bet them off, folks. That's right. Uh, and don't forget if you don't like a bowl game, there's the NBA, NCAA basketball. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff going on. I know these are the marquee games, but if you ask anybody, you ask anybody, or even ask me, uh, give me a day where. I've caught a horrific beating when I was a public better. I told Randy I won my first 50 year betting six times, six years out of 50, maybe. Oh. Uh, the last now, since I got it like a business, the last four or five years I've been winning, just like you're on the odds couple. But I will tell you this when I was a public better and a public wager, and when I thought I knew it all, the most horrific beatings I ever took were on New Year's Day. Bowl games. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's something my. My mom would call me, Happy New Year. Yeah, I'd right. hang up the phone. Yeah, right. You know, it'd be 8 o'clock at night. You know, i go, But to no. your point, it's a big, like, public oh, day. You're right about they that. They used to play six games. In, that was our day. Yeah. Six day, six games in one day. That's right. And, and, and that determined your year. And most of the time, it didn't turn out good. As we transition into uh, week 17 in the NFL, with oh. still two weeks to go, 
you know, a lot of uh, I I don't think it's a very attractive slate of games. The card, the, a lot of the lines are weird. We've got weird. a lot of six and seven point. I think there are seven games or eight games that are six or seven point spreads. That could be a lot of uh, teaser action, I guess, for a lot of people as they you know you're looking at six. You could tease it down to a pick or something like that. Um, Giants and Bears, one of those games that just looks like kind of a dog game. The Bears lay six. Small total here, smallest on the board of the NFL weekend, just thirty seven. The Giants are miserable. They're zero and four against the number in their last four. They've lost by double di- di- uh, digits, excuse uh-huh. me, in each of those. I think it was a 3-3 game in the half last week. But are the Bears good enough to give the Giants already they're, 26? They're not. You're they're 100%, not. You're 100% right. No, I'm not touching the game, but if I had to touch it, I'm taking the Giants. Uh, the Bears are 2-5 are and five straight up and against the spread at home this year. They haven't won at home, no. guys, since October 3rd. That's the last time they won at home. I think you're 100% right. They're not good enough to be given six no. points to anybody, Mike. And we've done that a couple times, Carmen. We say, hey, you think this team's good enough to get in? And, and we go, no, and then we bet them and we win. Here's yeah. what I'm going to tell everybody. The Bears are 5-10 and 10 ATS against the spread. Mm-hmm. Okay? One of the worst in the game. Okay? They didn't even live up to Vegas' reputation this year. So I'm going to go and all of a sudden take the Chicago Bears, regardless of who's starting here or who's starting there, yeah. with, with, with guys who have basically, I know they're busting their ass for this guy, Nagy. They like him. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still fearful, but you know what? Hopefully things will go the way they're supposed to go. But I can't give anybody six points with the Bears. Can't do it. I'm like, I don't even think. I mean, I'm. What's McMahon walking through that door? I ain't doing it. I mean, yep. kid Jimbo. I mean, my God. Yeah, and the Giants are awful, but yeah, I'm not doing it. Um, you got a real lopsided number in the Jags Patriots game as the Pats look to bounce back after consecutive losses, uh, and I'm sure they will. They're laying 16. I'm not going to touch that, but just the one note on this game, oh, and I think people know it. Uh, we talk about it a lot. Of course, you got a, a good, you know, kind of an interesting matchup with Trevor versus Mac Jones, but Belichick's dominance against rookie quarterbacks is very well documented uh, to this point. They just they really struggle against Belichick led defenses. The Jags stink anyway, uh, and they appear to be playing out the string. So I won't touch that. I would never like laying that many points, and I'm certainly not going to back the Can Jags. I just but say just this? so that I everybody think knows. Trevor Lawrence has been a bigger disappointment than Justin Fields. You got one touchdown your last eight games. I don't care what's going on over there. That's rough. You were supposed to be better than that. That's rough. That's rough. And you want to know something? I see the same thing with Trevor Lawrence that I see with the other rookie quarterbacks. Accuracy problems, overthrows, this and that. I mean, maybe they'll get better. Uh, You need a team around you. But to have only, I don't care who you are. If you're being touted like he was as the next big thing, I don't care who you're playing with. You got to have more than one touchdown in your last yeah. eight games. It, it, that is uh, in this in this NFL. I mean, you're right, Mike. That's I'm mind blowing you with my stats, aren't I? Th- you're, I mean, locked and loaded today, dude. I'm not kidding. Like, it's. I mean, I can't believe it. I mean, I'm picking on Fields. I understand, and he, it's not just him. You got to have teams around these guys. But know. you know what? You got to do better than one touchdown in eight games. I can't argue. You're right about that, Mike. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this game a little bit. I, you know, Dolphins, Titans. I think Mike made a great point about. Um, yeah, you want to give teams credit. I get it. They've won seven in a row. That's hard oh. to do in the NFL. But when you Mike ran through the list of quarterbacks and the teams they've beaten, I mean, it's really been a, a soft part of the schedule. Yeah, they've caught some breaks. You know, the Titans here, you talk about a rest advantage. My God, the Titans played week 16 Thursday night football. So the Titans have extra rest. The Dolphins are playing on a short week. 
uh, back-to-back road games after playing in New Orleans on Monday Night Football. I think this is a brutal scheduling spot for the Dolphins. I think the winning streak ends in Tennessee this weekend. Look, the Dolphins have been great against the number under Flores. Second best in the NFL behind only Green Bay since 2019. 28-18-1 against the spread. That's pretty incredible, but I think the t- I think this is a lay-it-or-don't-play-it for me this weekend. Uh, I think the Titans are, are going to win, and I think the winning streak comes to an end. Well, I'm going to just give my pick now. I'm taking Tennessee uh, at minus yeah. the three three and a half. I'm with Mike. I, I really envision, I'm hoping that uh, for, for my guy Mitch Trubisky, for instance, next year, things turn out for him like they did for Tannehill, who mm-hmm. was a bust. But then he went to good coaching, went to a good organization. They got him a stud running back. Uh, they got some people around him. He finally stood up a couple weeks ago. I said, you got to stand up, and he didn't. Last week he comes back and he stands up. Uh, I'm going to take Tennessee in this game. I think, like I said, Miami, Oh, they they Hey, they lost a bunch of games in a row to better teams. Tennessee's got to make uh, another statement. I think Vrabel is one of the best coaches in football that nobody talks about. I'm taking Tennessee. I'm riding with Mike on that yep. one, just so everybody knows. Are we taking them together? Yeah, I'm taking them. What the hell? Let's stick together let, like we've been doing uh, uh, for the for the year. Forget I, about I it. I think you've made good points on that game. Plus, Tennessee's O line is getting a little healthier with Luan and Saffo, uh, Stafford right. coming back. So, and isn't, isn't I like uh, it. Derek Henry coming back? Well, I, I I mean, he's certainly not this weekend. I mean, I no, think but he's, he's going to be back I for think, the playoffs. I think. I think he's going to play in the playoffs, and that's going to make them, you know, a little oh. bit scarier than you know, let's face it with him and mm-hmm. you know, like uh, the the in a lot of games they do have a coaching advantage you're right um, they don't get like they they're in most games yeah they 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 got and if i just think that you know the guy you got to worry about is Tannehill because yeah. he'll he'll revert right. back yeah. every so often I, yep. mean, I mean that that's the argument for guys like him or trubisky or other guys can they get you to the next level well so far this year he's playing good football but you know what they still got a heavy road they, they still got to go through some good teams yeah uh chiefs and Bengals in cincinnati the Bengals at home hmm. uh getting five the totals 51 uh, Bengals coming off a very impressive offensive performance, but that was against a defense that has been just decimated by injury mm-hmm. and by COVID. Um, I mean, since he's got a ton of weapons, they've also faced one of the easier sets of pass defenses in the NFL this year. Um, look great against that Ravens secondary, but again, it's just been completely yeah. wrecked. I think it'll be a different story this weekend. KC, by the way, remember they couldn't cover as a favorite? They couldn't now cover they're as a favorite. covering. They've covered six straight as a favorite. They've got an eight-game winning streak. They're the top seed. In the old days, I would have heard the one trend where they uncovered for seven weeks. I would have jumped on and lost five weeks in a row. Unbelievable. <laughs> and, and Mahomes, how about Mahomes? In November, December starts in his career. Patrick Mahomes is now 27-4 and yep. four straight up. He and the Chiefs have won 22 consecutive November, December games. So a very step up in class and competition for the but Bengals But Joe Burrows is going to be a stud. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, he's But he's do you impressive. follow, what do you follow a 500? T- a yard day with. I don't know. I against, don't. Th- I think it's hard to duplicate against a you know yeah, uh, a better defense. Now. Much better since week six. Kansas City's defense, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. fourth in the NFL in EPA per play, fifth in drop back EPA. Chris Jones will be back in the lineup after missing because of COVID last week. So this defense is just so much better than it was at the start of the season, and a significantly better defense, like Mike said, than the one. Uh, that Cincinnati hung 500, you know, passing yards on 550 passing yards on last week. That Ravens defense has just been decimated by injury and COVID. So I'm totally with you on that game. We got a few more we want to talk about. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're still cruising along. We'll give you some more best plays before we're out of here. It's Mike and Carmen. We're the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. 
This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6. With a replay Saturday morning at 8. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple. We're entering the home stretch. Mike and Carmen with you each and every week talking sports and sports gambling. We are presented by PropSwap, and each and every week we have the pleasure of talking to one of the best horse racing handicappers in the entire country. And what a 2021 this guy had. I mean, he was red hot virtually from start to finish, and we look forward to more great action uh, with our guy Jimmy here uh, in 2022. But uh, you follow him on Twitter. He is at Hawthorne Jim, and he joins us every week. He is Jim Miller. Jimmy! Gentlemen, you know what? First off, before we jump into the horses, just want to compliment you both and everyone at the station for doing an awesome job of honoring just the life and memory of Jeff Dickerson to see how the love for him, the love for his son Parker, everything that everybody's done through the GoFundMe. Really cool stuff. And just want to send you guys those compliments and just my thoughts and prayers as well. Thanks, Jimmy. It means a lot. It's yeah. Mike and I talked about it at the start of the show. It's uh, it's beyond rough. It, it, yeah, it is. And um, we appreciate your great support. And, yep. Thank you for the kind words, without a doubt. Um, look, uh, the track at this point, uh, Hawthorne, I mean, you guys aren't dark many weekends of the year anymore. It's like two or three weekends. <laughs> you get a week off. Right. You actually, I was going to say, you actually get a weekend off, uh, right? I mean, you guys are it's actually. Weird. It's, it's weird, right? Harness racing starts up next weekend. Is that right? Yeah, that's my only weekend off until the uh, end of April. So it's one of those things where it is. It, it's busy. But you know what? It's busy just because we do race both breeds now at Hawthorne. We're the only track left in the United States that still does a conversion from a thoroughbred surface to a harness surface. So we need a little bit of time to do it. It takes about 96 hours to remove all that dirt off the track and get the track prepared. But, yeah, January 7th, we open for harness. We're going for three months of harness and three months of thoroughbreds. Back for three months of harness and then another three of thoroughbreds. So, hey, we're busy the entire year of 2022, but it's a good thing. It means that hopefully we're making a lot of money too, boys. Have you ever thought about taking the show on the road? What I mean is, Jimmy, you know what? Back in the day, Soldiers Field, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, they had they had wrestling events. They had they had car races at Soldier Field, folks. They had uh, track. You guys usually take the harnesses out to the Illinois State Fair, yep. if you will. <laughs> Has there ever been talk of doing, like, a stadium type of, like, would it be possible, like, at uh, Guaranteed Field to put a track in and have a harness night, for instance, like they used to do different promotions in the old days, maybe at the White Sox ballpark? You know what? Harness racing is much easier to do it, of course, than thoroughbreds. But, yes, it is possible because there's actually tracks in North America that are only a half-mile oval. So Mm -hmm. you take Hawthorne, cut it in half, and you can basically make a very small oval and still have races that are conducted. And that happens really at a lot of these county fairs across right. the state as well. You see these short tracks. So, yeah, it's possible. You look at any venue. You look at a place, for example, like a soldier field. Right. could easily be done. They did auto racing in that there. Yes, they but, yeah, did. Anywhere where you can put an oval, even a circle, you can have you can conduct harness races. They for did sure. ski jumping at Soldier Field. Then they brought in a more dangerous act. They had the Bears play there. <laughs> that's, <laughs> oh, that's back in the day. That's yeah, awesome. absolutely. Ski jumping at Soldier ski Field. Ski jumping at it. Soldier Field. They'd that's, be at the top. That's amazing. Yep. Uh, all right, Jimmy. So there is some action around the country, yep. though. Uh, we can wager on a few ponies. What do we like for the weekend? Oh yeah. Well, New Year's Day is the birthday for every horse in horse racing. So now all these horses are turning another year older. What that means. 
is we start Kentucky Derby points races immediately. So there's three three-year-old prep races to look at all on Saturday. So we start at Aqueduct, race eight. This is a Jerome Stakes. We're going to bet the three-horse, 2 3 5 across the board. This is a horse that raced well on the turf and should do really well on the main track. Then we're going to Oaklawn, race nine. This is a Smarty Jones Stakes. We're going to bet the two all in sync across the board. This horse stretches out and should show some speed. And then we're going to the West Coast, Santa Anita, race seven. This is a Sham Stakes. Bet the one horse McKinnon to win. You're going to try to beat two Bafford horses, but I think this is a horse that can do it. All right, folks. So for Saturday, New Year's Day, uh, as Jimmy said, they're already going to start collecting points for the Derby in the spring. Three different tracks, Aqueduct, race eight, the three horse across the board, Oak Lawn, the ninth race, horse number two across the board, and then Santa Anita, race number seven, the one horse just to win. Right, Jimmy? That's right. Build the bankroll. Let's get ready for football in the playoffs, boys. Happy New Year, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year, guys. Jimmy! This is our guy Jim Miller yep. from Hawthorne. He's so He's great. He's been great. Um, all right, so Mike and I are on the same page with a lot of uh, action yeah. this week. We often are. We both told you that we like Tennessee laying Tennessee. the three, three-and-a-half. Mike and I both uh, <laughs> liked Minnesota, and as we were the Vikings in the NFL, as we were starting the show— the news was breaking that Kirk Cousins uh, has tested positive for COVID. He is out. He will not play Sunday night football in Green Bay. I'm debating what to do on this game. Um, I don't know what the number is because it's still it, off the board as ta- we're it, taping, right? Exactly. I, I am looking right now. You know what? Right I'm sticking now. with Minnesota. I kind of feel I, I, the same. I think this is only – okay, now I've just seen it reposted, Mike. Uh, I've it? got a repost on points bet right now. It is the Vikings getting 13. Oh, forget it. I'm not taking it. I can't. Uh, I can't. Vikings plus 13. The double digit, for the most part, the favorites have been winning the double digits for the most part the last two, three weeks. If you look look at Tampa Bay last week, destroyed. Know. You yeah. know, look at what happened to Carolina last week, destroyed. You know, the bad teams with the bad quarterbacks, I can't take that. So I was going to take Minnesota getting to seven. That was a sweetheart uh, of a deal for me. But I'm going to stick with my pick of Tennessee. All right. And I'm going to, I'm taking Buffalo. Minus oh. the fourteen and a half. Okay, against Atlanta. I mean, Matt. I mean, the, the, Matt Ryan's still functional, is he not? He's still functional. And I, I mean, mean, that the, team's awful. They're, they're just you well. Know, I, you know what? I'm he's functional, but that team's that. They're just terrible. They're. I, I think that Buffalo wants to get some momentum. I looked at the fourteen and a half. I. It's like, wait a minute. I mean, that spreads that spreads more than the one with Minnesota against In, I, Aaron Rodgers. I know. Come on in, now. In terms of, like, matchup, the metrics, it is so lopsided in Buffalo's favor, it's right. not even funny. I mean, I, mean just... I can't believe that Minnesota is getting less points than Matt Ryan is. I'm taking Buffalo. Hopefully it will go down to 14. I'll tell you the one other one that I like here, too, is uh, we get ready to wrap it up. Okay. Uh, the Eagles are on the road at the Washington football team. Huh. You're looking at a line that's been around 3-4 most of the week. If you can get this at 3, I, I really like it. I know this morning it was back out to Eagles uh, plus the 4 because the money keeps coming in on Philly. Like, the Eagles have won 3 straight. They're 2-0-1 against the number over that span. They're the 7th seed in the NFC right now. Yeah, can you um, believe it? In the teams that they're battling with, the Niners, the Vikings, Mm -hmm. even maybe the Falcons, I mean, the the Eagles have the better scoring differential by a long shot at a plus 80. They've gone through a favorable part of their schedule. They've played the likes of Trevor Simeon and Garrett Gilbert and Mike Lennon, but 
I think this rushing attack, even without Miles Sanders, um, is going to be able to control the game and control the ball. Washington's just awful. Um, two and five against the number at home this season, uh, and I think they're licking some wounds after last week. I, I think the Eagles are going to go in knowing what they have to play for, and that's still a whole heck of a lot. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs with a couple of wins here. I think the Eagles get it done and cover the three. So you got the Eagles, and then you got Tennessee with I'm me. With I you. got yep. Tennessee, and I got Buffalo. I like it. Well, look at us. So there we go, everybody. Uh, we yeah. want to say a thank you for being uh, part of the show uh, yep. with us all throughout 2021. Mike and I will be back in 2022. We'll uh, roll into next week and talk about the final week of the NFL season. And before you know it, we'll be talking – Playoffs in the NFL. Thanks to Randy Merkin for all you've done throughout Wait a the minute. Of the year, Randy. What about Randy? Does yeah, Randy, give us a play. Come on. Uh, I got two real quickly. I all like right. the Ooh. Iowa Hawkeyes against Kentucky after an embarrassing Ooh. loss to Michigan. They usually okay. come out fired up, so I take Iowa in the points. And I got Arizona on the road against the Cowboys. Arizona. My guy going Minus to work. Plus six. I kind of like the Arizona play there, Merck. They got to get it Not together, bad, Merck. Man. They got to get it together in Arizona. Merck's having a heck of a year. All right, there you go, Merck. We thank uh, Tyler Aki and Sean Davis for all their hard work and their contributions as well. We appreciate it. Everybody have a very happy and safe uh, and healthy New Year's weekend. Happy 2022. Mike, it was great being back with you, and we'll talk always next Friday. Time, always. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.